Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. I just realized that I'm the living embodiment of a joyful noise. Isn't that right? Man, is, uh, is God good or what? That's right. Thanks, Sandy. Man. So I, I'd like to ask that you open up your scripture, your Bible, or your phone. You can pull out your phone um, to Acts chapter 1. We're going to read a little portion in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, and then we're going to jump all the way to 1 Peter, or 2nd, second, uh, second, yes, 1 Peter uh, chapter 2. I'll kind of give you a heads up when we make that jump. But I want to remind the, those of you that are kind of following the reading journey, we're almost through the rest of the whole New Testament. Maybe you're in the middle of it. Maybe you're at the beginning of it. But I want to encourage you, wherever you are, to continue to saturate yourself in the Word of God. Um, we're going to begin Genesis um, at the beginning of the month of April. So by the end of the month of April, you should have gone through the, the whole story of the book of Genesis and the book of Exodus. Um, but wherever you are, uh, do not feel guilty for where you are. Do not feel shame for where you are. Um, I just I just want to encourage you to, to raise the bar in your life and saturate yourself in the Word of God. Uh, as we, we go throughout the rest of the year, we're going to attempt to read the entire scriptures throughout the year. And uh, even if you're not very good at reading, you can listen to it too. So I just want to encourage you there. Acts chapter 1, if you don't mind, I've been talking and not even turning my papers. Acts chapter 1, uh, and we're going to read verse uh, 12 through 14 and this follows Jesus uh, rising to the right hand of the Father and he's left earth his feet are no longer on the ground and but he's left uh, a bunch of warriors with their boots on the ground and uh, verse 12 then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those were those present were, <clears throat> excuse me, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot and Judas son of James they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers jump over to chapter 2 verse 1 of the same book when the day of Pentecost came they everybody that was mentioned just a moment ago they they were all together in one place Suddenly, like, the, like a, the, the sound of a blowing wind, a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house 
where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Flip over to 1 Peter chapter 2. I'll give you a moment. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. <clears throat> and this is Peter, who was there in that room, who was there on that hill when Jesus re- uh, ascended, who was there in the room as they prayed, who was there in the room with Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down. This is the same Peter. And he said, but you, chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you, as aliens and strangers in this world, in the world, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that, they, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Do you mind bowing your head? <coughs> Excuse me. Heavenly Father, lead this moment. Lead this moment. Spirit, speak. I trust that you will. I know you will. May our human heart not be a heart of stone, but be a heart of flesh, created anew in you, willing to take the risky step of faith, to be children of light, children of God and of love who know who they are know what they are and live out their why we ask these things in your name Jesus amen what's your why what's your why what's your life's purpose and intention it's meaning and it's mission well that was fast What's your, your life's purpose and intention? It's meaning and it's mission. What's your why? I said a couple weeks ago, Todd Balsinger, in his book, Tempered Resilience, said, no one is stronger than the one who knows who and what he or she is. What's your why? It's a simple question we've repeatedly asked over the course of this month. But with ramifications that ripple through your entire life, all facets of your life, your time, whether you spend it or whether you invest it, your work, whether it's just a means for a paycheck or an actual vehicle used to leave indelible marks on the lives of your coworkers, your colleagues, and your leadership. Your wealth, whether you generate wealth for the sake of wealth and comfort or whether you generate wealth so that you may do the godly act of being extravagantly generous 
making the mark of your success, blessing other people. Answering this question ripples even into your parenting. Whether your parenting is to survive their youth and so that no one goes to jail, including you. Or whether your, your parenting is, is intentional, developing and equipping your kids, filling their souls with what is good so that they may become quivers, arrows in your quivers, to be shot out into the world as difference makers. Yourself, whether, whether you're merely existing in life and letting life happen to you, or whether by your choices you are forging a future, seizing and squeezing all its value out of each moment and your life, whether your life is, is quite frankly lived for yourself and yourself alone, or that your life is lived so that you may impact the lives of others and change their trajectory, their they're forever what's your why this is a question that we must continually ask to the point that we are nauseated by it because until you answer that until you understand what your life's purpose and intention is its meaning and its mission you will flounder we will flounder You will be shotgunning it your whole life instead of being a rifle, aimed and ready. What's your why? <clears throat> so, I want to welcome all of you. If you've missed any of this series, I just want to encourage you to go to Spotify or iTunes or our website and listen to the, re- the, the previous installments of this series, Like Stars. It's going to be a very meaningful conversation that you will have. And uh, for those of you that are listening on Spotify, and iTunes, or our website, I want to welcome you to this tribe of misfits that we call Wapak Mass. Because we are misfits who are mighty warriors. And, and folks, for those of you that are sitting in this room, there is there is an audience that is out there spanning the United States that listens to this service online, uh, averaging probably anywhere between 45 to, to 65. We've had upwards to close to 100 throughout the month. Um, so I, I just want you to know that there are a lot of folks that are listening to what you are listening to and who are, who are feeding and growing because of what's happening in this room on a, on a weekly basis. And so uh, would you mind just giving them a shout out and saying hello from wherever you are? One, two, three. There it is. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, we do love you, and we, we can't wait to meet you. For those of you that are listening online, uh, we're here every week at 11 a.m. Rain, shine, sleet, or uh, ice, right? Um, but I, I want to declare to you that you, you, you are Jesus' genius. Now, in case you misheard me because of my voice, you, not, you are not a genius. Um, unless you are. If you are, uh, I'd really like to, to sit and listen to you and for about a half hour. I've got great coffee that I can just, it's an endless cup. 
for your time of investment. If you are a genius, get a hold of me. Stephen Ambrose, Stephen H. Ambrose at, at gmail.com. There's dots between the H, and, or the front end of the H and the back end of the H. Let me know. I want to know you. I want to get to know you. But if you're in this room and you're a genius, I want to hang out with you too. Uh, what an investment. But, but we, you, you and me, we are the genius of Jesus Christ. Did you know that? That you and I are the genius of Jesus. It's, it's, it's us, his genius, the church. The church is Jesus' genius. Now, when I look at the group of men and women that were in that chapter, Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2, that, that stood on that hillside, that watched Jesus go up into the heavens to the right hand of the, the Father and His majesty, and, and those that were gathered in that room and prayed for 10 days, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them. Jesus entrusted this group of people this ragtag group of men and women with the most powerful transformational message in all of human history, in all the world. The gospel of, of Jesus Christ, his gospel of peace, his gospel of love. Now, peering into that, that ragtag group of people, these aren't necessarily, necessarily the people that I would entrust that powerful message we have men that are diametrically opposed to one another in their political views. We have arrogant men. We have men that question and doubt. We have individuals who didn't even believe in Jesus before his resurrection. Yet, Jesus Christ entrusted those people those men and women. A woman that was possessed by seven demons at one point. He entrusted them with that message. For you and me, if it, it, it really, quite frankly, if, if we were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? It would make a whole lot of sense to return to the now unretired 44-year-old Tom Brady, the helm, the quarterback position. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. I would entrust him with that position. However, if I were any NFL team or any college team or high school team or even peewee team, I would not entrust that position to a 44-year-old lead follower, senior pastor of Wapakoneta, Stephen Ambrose. That is a stroke of insanity. Many people might have thought that it was a stroke of insanity, that Jesus was on the verge of losing his mind and trusting this powerful message to a group of ragtag people who actually really didn't belong anywhere within the religious system. They weren't teachers. They weren't preachers. They weren't the educated. <clears throat> no. In fact, some of those, his own brothers, thought Jesus was out of his mind while he was ministering. What's the qualification? 
What's the qualification to carry that powerful message? That message that transforms the soul, the human being from the inside out. That's full of power, but also peace. It's full of grace and forgiveness. What's the qualification? The only qualification for anyone is that when they hear the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins, rose from the dead three days later, they believe. Simple as that. You do not have to be scholarly. You do not have to be brilliant or a genius. You do not have to be what society tells us to be. This isn't earned. This isn't gained. This isn't bought. You believe by faith that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he rose from the dead after dying and surrendering himself for your sins. That's it. That's it. That's the only qualification to be a part of the church. To be a part of the genius of Jesus. And that is the genius, right? Again, there is no genius in putting Tom Brady back in that position. None. Even a five-year-old would say, yes, do it. Have you watched the guy play? But you've got to be a madman if you put Ambrose in that position on any team. That's the genius of Jesus. That any one of you in this room listening who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God rose from the dead after dying for our sins there's qualification right there step further that it's this ragtag group of people these misfits yes I would dare say they are misfits that it's the indelible identifying mark that they are marked with that makes them unique see as Jesus was in that upper room with the eleven Judas had already skirted out the door and the wheels of betrayal were now in motion he continued to teach his disciples and he came to a very pivotal moment with his disciples where he put the mark on them that indelible mark that they are going to be identified by in the world with the people that don't know them the people that they will serve quite frankly they are marked with something that every individual in this room and listening has the essential need for it is what you're created to experience receive and give all at the same time Jesus said a new command I give you love one another 
as I have loved you, so you love one another. That's the indelible mark that they are marked with. The most powerful force in all of the universe. God's love. His love. In fact, it is the reason for all of creation. God's love. All of creation is an expression of who God is. We talked yesterday in our DNA class the two essential characteristics of of God are His holiness and His love. He's fully holy and He's fully loving all at the same time. Baffles my mind. But all of the universe and you were created as an expression of His love. And when Jesus said to his disciples, when he birthed the church, their most identifiable, indelible mark was his love. Even John, from the the book that we read a little bit earlier before we prayed, 1 John, he thought in retrospect about who Jesus was and what he experienced as a person interacting with with Jesus, the Son of God, the one that was fully human and fully God at the same time. And he said, we love because he first loved us. God's love that came into their life, they now express that and live that with those not only within the context of the church, but outside the context of the church. It mattered not who they came in contact with. And so, for you and me, us, our indelible mark must be always His love. Because He gathers people from all facets of life as those that are image bearers who are now under his roof called the church. People who were not a people, now a people belonging to God. Those who didn't receive mercy have now received mercy. And they go out into the darkness as stars shining in all the universe marked by love. If God is the source of our soul and his nature is love and if God is the origin of our why if God truly is the origin of your life's purpose its meaning its mission then the substance of your why must be love The substance of your why must be love. If you wouldn't mind, flip over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 
I don't have it on the screen. It's not going to be up there. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If our meaning and, and intention, our life's purpose and mission, if its true substance is love, because the origin of our why is God, who himself is love, then this text, this scripture that is read at many, many weddings to the point where people are throwing up in the aisles because it's been so overused. Um, then this scripture is very, very true to you and me and why we exist. Chapter 13, and actually the verse right before it. <clears throat> and now I will show you the most excellent way. It's like Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. The most excellent way, love. I'm going to show you the most excellent way. If I speak in tongues, or as if my voice has puberty, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but have no love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, extravagant generosity, right? Bless you. And I surrender my body to the flames, sacrificing, choosing to sacrifice in life, but have not love, I gain nothing. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Matthew. Unfortunately, we experienced some technical difficulties in recording our sermon on Sunday. So this is the end of what we were able to record that Sunday. We do apologize for the inconvenience, but we know and we trust and we believe that the Holy Spirit is still at work in our lives, even in the midst of technical difficulties. Nonetheless, we pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you, and may you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you please love your neighbor as yourself. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you and that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.